You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, this is Lee Fuller, and you are listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. I am so glad you're here, and I am excited for what we're going to be talking about today. So I got a special guest. I'll introduce him in a minute, but today we're going to be talking about the purpose of church in real life. It's a very real statistic that the um, over the years, the importance of church or organized religion, or actually attending gatherings seems to be on the decline. And I think many people have lost the importance or the purpose of what the church is for. So today, that's what we're going to talk about to see how important is the church to our real life and to our spiritual development. So uh, on today's call, I will be talking to a mighty man of God. I'm not sure I say that about everybody on the podcast, but I've been having some really strong people on the podcast. So make sure you tune in today and paying attention. Before we get to that, if you have not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? I don't understand. And if you like it, tell a friend because uh, we're going into what it takes to live godly life in real life. That's the purpose of the podcast. And each week we bring something to you uh, that we believe will help you along that way. All right. So without further ado or delay, I want to introduce my friend, a mighty man of God. His name is Pastor Tommy Smith. Pastor Tommy Smith is a, uh, I always say he has the keys to the kingdom. This man really unlocks things in my heart whenever I listen to him. So make sure you're paying attention. And I have seen how in a service, uh, the the gift that God has given this individual will allow the presence of God to fill a church service. Now, I know that that sounds like, oh my goodness, this guy walks on water and everything, but he is a humble dude. He's not going to say that about himself, so I have to say it for him. Uh, but just a mighty man of God, full of wisdom. So make sure you're taking notes. This is one you do not want to miss. So today I want to introduce to you my friend, Pastor Tommy Smith. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Pastor Lee, how are you, sir? And good morning, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. So um, how... um, how has your 2022 uh, got started? How how's it starting off for you? 2022 is a time of reflection. Um, I'm looking for God to talk to me a lot more, as uh, well as anybody else. We're all trying to figure this all out with the COVID. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what's the next step? What's the next move of God? We're all looking right now to see what God is going to do in this year. So I want to put myself in the position that when he does decide what he's going to do, to be ready for whatever God says, this is what is happening for this year, this time, and this day. You know, Mm -hmm. so that takes being quiet, that takes staying before him, 
having a listening ear and an open and obedient spirit, you know, so that God can put in us what we need to have and then send us forth to do what he wants us to do in this time and this hour. Amen. Amen. Oh, see, I told y'all. I, I told y'all. He, he came ready. He came ready. And, you know, it's so important at the beginning of the year to kind of get settled and kind of get um, uh, in uh, before God to see what, what he'll have for you. But before we get into some of that, Pastor Tommy, let me ask you a couple questions. It's kind of a this or that, okay? Um, so, uh, tea or coffee? You prefer tea or coffee? Technically, it depends on what day it is, what 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 season it is. <laughs> you know, so it may be one or the other. I love both of them in certain circumstances. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, apple juice or orange juice? Then again, it the I love both of them. Uh, I would say that I would drink orange juice more than I would apple juice because I was raised on orange juice a lot more. Mm -hmm. But I do have an affinity to apple juice when I mix it with stuff, you know. So, you know, they they all they both play a part in my drinking life. <laughs> okay. If you could only watch one sport. There was only one sport. What would it be? Football. <laughs> Football. I had a chance in high school to play it. Uh, I had an opportunity to actually go and play it in college. I didn't play it in college because God had another plan. Uh, I thought I was going to go uh, off of the scholarship, um, but then God stepped in one evening after high school in a tent meeting. Mm. And uh, he, he changed the whole direction of my life when he had this evangelist call me out. And uh, it was an amazing incident uh, that happened during that day. And I came to know Christ in a way that I never knew him, uh, came to feel the power of God that I had never felt before. And that's where I received a calling to ministry which took me in a total different direction. It also kept me out of the military. I was A1 to go into the military. Okay. But because of the calling of God, God changed that. And I didn't have to go um, and fight in the war. So God had another plan, you know, but football was my thing at that time. I thought that was going to be my way through life. Okay. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Let's see. What about? Um, I, I don't know if uh, if you watch TV. So um, reality show, you know, whether it's Survivor or Cake Off or whatever, or scripted television shows. National Geographic's most of the time. <laughs> really? Uh yeah, yeah. Um, those scripted shows uh, really don't hold very much interest because they don't add very much to uh, where I want to go, how I want to be, and the things that I want to do. Right. So uh, I would I would watch and, and see nature. Uh, mm -hmm. Nature teaches you a lot, you know, uh, especially with survival 
and um, how they are able to compensate in bad situations. You know, so um, I learned from them a lot more than I learned how to fight in reality shows and curse each other out and lie and all of those. I'd rather not do that because that's not going to get where God wants me to go, you know, right. as far as the kingdom is concerned. Right, right. Oh, man. You know, I, I like asking you questions because I never know what direction what direction you're going to go. And so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to download the National Geographic uh, on my Roku. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, I, I do believe that um, a lot of what we see today and what is popular today um, is not helping us get where God wants us to be. Um, and that kind of is a good segue to what we want to talk about today. Um, we know that God created his church. And over the years, statistics say that um, participation in church services has been declining. I looked at a report, I believe it was about uh, Barna Research, I think 2018, and it mentioned that a person considered themselves a full-time church member if they went to church um, two times a month. Now, this is Bible study, this is Sunday, this is whatever. If they went, if they attended church twice a month, they considered themselves a full-time church member, okay? So when I grew up, now, when I grew up, there was Sunday morning, where there was, there was uh, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night service, there was a Wednesday service, and a prayer meeting. So we were in church multiple times a week. And I think the the attitude toward church has definitely changed since since that time. What do you think? Well, uh, well, I agree. The attitude has changed. Um, one of the things now is we're offered um, so many options now as far as living life. Um, and we're finding that people use, you know, these other options as things more important to them than attending the church. Mm. You know, you only, you only uh, go to what you love. And, and you know, when you look at it, um, Bible teaches us as far as the church is concerned. And, and first I want to establish this, Lee, you know, we already know that the church is not the building. The church is okay. the individual. You know, Say let's that. let's put that out there. It's not the building, it's the individual. But then, you know, there's this strength that comes through coming together. Um, when we come together and we're able to be with one another, you know, that's just like anything else, Lee. You are over there where you are, and I'm over here where I am, but you can't help me lift nothing now. You can't, you can't, if I needed to move furniture right now, Lee, uh -huh. you can't help me. Right. You can kind of talk and encourage me, <laughs> but if I needed your physical strength, right, I, you couldn't do nothing for me. Okay. But <clears throat> in coming together, if you were here with me, mm. 
you know, you could help me lift up a lot of things. You know, right. encouragement is good. It builds us up, mm. you know, but there are those times where, you know, I may need your hand. You know, okay. I may need your real strength, you know, yeah. to push me over to do something or not to do something, you know, and those times are needed when we come together, you know, and so, you know, we found out, you know, in growing up, like I said before, you know, you, what you love, you spend time with, okay. you know, and the Bible teaches us what God said that we should love the Lord that God with what all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, strength, yeah. you know, and love our neighbor as, as thyself, mm -hmm. you know, so we look at it now, you know, our love brought us to come together. Our love brought us to go to church in that time. This okay. is something that we do. And a lot of people come in, and, and I've heard the discussions, you know, they, they say, well, you know, that's because y'all didn't have, you know, all that we have right now. Right. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. You know, you know that's what they said. Y'all don't have nothing else. So y'all had to go to church because church is, you know, all y'all could do. Okay. But okay. now, you know, we have all these other things that, that are here for us to take a, you know, part in. And uh, so, you know, we choose and it's a choice. Mm. Remember, remember in Joshua's day, Joshua had to tell Israel, y'all got to right. make a decision. That's good. He said, choose your what? Yep. This day who you will serve, uh -huh. but me and my house, what? We're right. going to serve the Lord. So in all of this, when you look at all the Bible, choices are being made. You can make it, you can make it in one way, you know, to, to stay home. Right. You can make it another way to, to not stay home. Right. To go to church. But we find out you go to what you love. Right. You, 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 you know, you, anything that is in you that makes you feel the best, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. that gets you where you want to go. That's okay. what you stay on. And so, you know, in us going to church in the time that we did, I look at it this way. Um, when I was in church, I got more instilled in me, more encouragement, more touch mm. uh, in that time that gave me the strength and gave me, you know, the ability to do the things that I did. Because... Right. All right, you you know, let's let's look at it now. Uh you know, the pandemic. Okay. And we know through the pandemic a lot of people that were called church people mm -hmm. didn't have the strength that they needed to hold on. That's so true. A lot of people were will uh, starting to give up, give up hope. Mm. Hope in a God that said that he would never fail you. He would never leave you. He would never do all of those things. Right. Because what? They were separated. You know, they, they didn't have that place to go. We had the online stuff, but what? Still, they were giving up. Yeah. Yeah. Still, they were saying, I need to touch somebody. I need to talk to They could talk online. Right. But still, they weren't finding the hope that they needed in that time. And that's not against technology. Technology does a lot of things. Right. But I, you know, I was sharing with some other uh, brothers, I said, I said, everything has its place. Okay. 
You know, everything has its place. Some people can do good with some things where uh -huh. others can. I believe that. I believe there's some people that, um, like you said, uh, I'm learning the limitations of technology because I'm a tech person, right? But you begin to see the limitations of of technology, especially when it comes to that that physical presence of a person. And I, I believe that there is a healing, there is a fellowship that that happens when you physically are in the presence of somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and look at this example, Lee. Um, television, you know, basically, let's go back to football. Okay. Television, you know, we can watch it on TV. All right, we we all can watch it on TV, mm -hmm. but they pack those stadiums. Why? Right, right. They pack those stadiums. Yeah, it's a why because they want to be a part of that sound. They want to be a mm -hmm. part of the emotion that's given. Right, you know that feeling that comes about when everybody's hollering for their main team. Right, they right. want that. You know, right. if, if they could get that from television being home, they wouldn't pack stadium. No state, they wouldn't need stadiums. Mm. You mm. know? Yeah. But what every time the stadium is there and your team is out there, right? People are going. Yeah. People are going. So, you know, that they they want that. That's something they want. It's not yeah. something they have to have. Mm. It's something they want. And you heard the commentators when we were in COVID and they, they couldn't uh, go uh, to the football stadiums. They were, The commentators were always talking about the difference, even, even how it affected the players. The right. players didn't have that team hollering for them to give them that extra ump to go in and make that last play that would turn the game around. So right. it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And it's the same way in church. Okay. You know, a lot of times the experience that you see inside of a church with a crowd there inside of a church, mm. you don't get all of that feeling of, a lot of times when you're sitting at home. That's true. That's you know, true. and so yeah. gathering together, and I always go back to the Old Testament. When, when God wanted to meet his folks, he said, all oh, y'all come where I am. Come on. You know, okay. He said, everybody come where I am. I want to speak to y'all. Right. And then in the New Testament, the scripture told us, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And they said, that's, time. that's what we do on Zoom. I said, yeah, but that's not a physical presence, okay. you know? Yeah. And uh, so it, it makes a difference, Lee. You know, um, like I said, everybody's different. Right. Some people can do well. You know, uh, just sitting with technology, right. you know, but some people can't. They need they need that, you know, presence, that socialization with social people, you know. Right. And, it's, and it's obvious uh, through COVID, COVID has brought it out. People went crazy. Yeah. People yeah. were killing themselves. People were yeah. doing all these other things. And in the church, a lot of people could not hold out because they needed to be with somebody. You know, you know, as I was thinking about um even even in Genesis, right? Um 
Adam is there and God says, hey, it's not good that you're alone, right? right. Said, this is not good. So there is, I think, built in our DNA this, like you said, we are social creatures. And being a part of a church allows you to be a part of those that have the same uh, the same ethos, the same heart, right? Now, you mentioned something that I wanted to touch on. You mentioned how the church is is more than just a building, right? right. Uh, so we, the body of Christ, can you talk a little bit about how how important it is to recognize that you are a part of the body of Christ and not just the local facility as well? Yeah, well, you know, the scripture lets us know that 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 his church, as far as as as, as you know, its makeup, it's a person, right? You know, okay, it's a person. You go and you you read the Book of Acts. You know, they were people that came together that had received the message of Christ, right? So. When we look at it, there's only one church. Okay. Well, we can't get all of one church into one building. <laughs> right. So, oh, that's good. That's good, Pastor. So, so in order for the big big one church mm -hmm. to be able to encourage and build each other, receive instruction, direction, mm -hmm. encouragement, hear what God says, yeah. you know, there has to be that place, you know, whether it's on the screen. But right. we know in the we know in olden days we didn't have this kind of technology, you True. know. True. So we had to go, we had to go through go into buildings, you know, in order right. to receive it. Whether it was a home, you know, whether in that time was synagogue in right. our right. day, you know, right. street storefronts, you know. Right. Now okay. we, now yeah. we got our own mega churches, you know. Yeah. We find you know uh, uh, storefronts everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. We 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 everywhere as far as far as having a place, you know, to put the church in. Right. But there's only one church. Yeah. Church is those that believe in Christ Jesus. Yes, I I agree, and I and I think um, once I began to realize that that we are one church, and um, it allowed me to see how I'm connected right, to other believers across or around the world, but also the believers of the past, right? How, hey, I am a part of this lineage of what God is doing uh, throughout history called the church. So right. I feel like I'm connected to the same, the same power, the same spirit, the same mission that was given originally um, as to the church, I feel like by connecting with others and doing the things that we saw in the book of Acts, we begin to realize that we're a part of the legacy um, that God has called the church to to be connected with, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it, make, it makes a big difference. And while you were talking, I was also thinking about, uh, you know, Revelation shows us that... Uh, in, in in the new heaven and new earth when we get together right uh it shows us all coming together to worship god 
Yeah. In one place. Yeah. And we come together. <laughs> right. It's a beautiful picture, right? Yeah, we come together. They said we we were in mass mm -hmm. coming together to worship and praise God. Everybody, angels, right, us, right. elders, we right. all up 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 in there together. Amen. Giving God praise, glory, and honor. So hey, it's something to coming together, man. You know, Absolutely. it's something to coming together. Absolutely. And uh I, well, personally, I love it. Me I too. personally love it, you Me know. Too. And uh, I'm knocking. I'm not knocking anybody that hey, you can do it outside of that. God bless you. Mm -hmm. I I want to be with everybody else. Amen. <laughs> Giving Amen. God the praise, glory, and honor. Amen. Amen. Now, let Let me let me ask a couple other questions. So, I know for me. I had a pretty good church experience growing up as a kid, right? And it seems like many impactful things and powerful things in your life. So you probably had a, a pretty good church experience. Now, I've talked to some people that may not have had a good church experience. One where there was, um, I don't know, uh, anger or jealousy or just, uh, not a pleasant, you know how, you know, <laughs> okay, here, here it is. You know how as a young Christian, you're like, hey, I'm going to go to church and, you know, get my life together, yada, yada, yada. And sometimes you see things or hear things and you don't really have that. Uh, the reality of whatever church you were at didn't match what you thought the love should look like at that church, right? So how do we encourage those people to um, not give up on church or just kind of work through those that didn't have a good church experience? You know, I, you know, one, one Bible study, you know, I had to come out and, 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 and just make this uh, blank statement. Um, I, I, we have failed um, uh, as ministers in some sense, you know, I can't speak for everybody. But, you know, from my upbringing, I, I can say for myself, because I learned it myself, uh, we kind of painted um, when you come to Christ, everything was going to be perfect. Okay. You know, mm. uh, you know, all, all the problems you got, you know, they're, suddenly they're going to go away and you're going to be this happy-go-lucky person, okay. you know, and, and yeah. you know, things are just going to be great. Right. But then, you know, that's not reality, mm. you know? And so this is why when some people come to the church because of our testimony of that, mm -hmm. you know, they get disillusioned because they run into somebody that's ratchet, you know? <laughs> okay, and, and, right. You know, and, yeah. and, and they're in the church, you mm -hmm. know? And, and many times, even in our own church, sometimes when I have to deal with people that have had a bad experience, okay. you know, they don't realize that everybody that comes to church mm. is not a church person, you uh -oh. know, but okay. they they assume because they're in church mm -hmm. that they are a church person. Okay. And so many times I have to, when I'm apologizing to them for the actions of another that are really not part of that, you know, that church, you know, that have come and, and gave them a bad experience. 
I have mm -hmm. to let them know. I said, you know, you have to realize that everybody that comes into this building, you know, may not be a Christian. Right. You know, they may be coming right. looking for Christ, yeah. you know, of for whatever reason, and you ran into the wrong person. You okay. know, so we have, you know, when 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 people come into the house of God, uh, number one, we have to let them know that, you know. And, and I thank God for many of the pastors now that are doing it, that are saying, okay, you're not coming to an imperfect environment. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, you're not coming into a perfect environment. You're coming into a good environment that can, that can bring change to your life. Okay. But it's not a perfect environment because there are imperfect people in here. And so, you know, you're subject to meet someone that is not who you thought they were. But that, you know, in, in knowing that, you know, we want you to know that change can come to all of us, you That's know, right. as, 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 as we continue to, you know, listen, you know, continue to open ourselves up to the message and the presence of God. Change can come to all of us and we can end up with a good outcome as a child of God, right? you know, but it's right. not like you're going to walk in and, you know, things are going to bam, just change. And be good all of a sudden because okay. a lot of people when they come in and they they, they want to change their lives, the enemy comes in and, and and gives them another bad experience. They say, "Well, I, I don't need to come into church, right? Have have, have have more bad experiences. I thought I was going to get away from that, you know." Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so and so you know this is something we have to let them know. You know when you come in. You know, you receive Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. He is there, but he's there to help you through whatever problems that you may be facing to overcome them and get to a better outcome as a child of God that he promised. You know, right. we, we, it's, it's, it's something we have to nurture them through. You know, you know? I think a lot of people... Um, it's almost like when you go to a family reunion, right? Everybody isn't the same age at the family reunion, right? right. There's some kids running around. There's some teenagers being loud. There's some uncles and cousins. There's some grandparents that are more settled and kind of understand. So I think um, when, when we come to the church, to that family of God, and you see these, these, um, some immature teenagers doing certain things or whatever, you don't say, oh, this whole family is crazy, right? You you realize that, you know, people are at different levels along the journey, different maturity levels. But I really think that it's a it's a plan of the enemy to try to get you to say, see, that's why I don't trust no church people and try to lump everybody in the same boat. And I think a lot of people have been tricked uh, by the enemy to to do that and just assume that there's no good people or you had one bad experience at one church and you assume every church is like that. Yeah, and it's an amazing thing, Lee. You know, uh, out in the world, man, you could have a boy go against you or do something else and then, you know, you let him go with it, you know, man. Yeah, my bad, you know, and and uh, you know, you're still in the group, right? You know? Okay. But, okay. But it's 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 a different thing a lot of times uh, when they come to the church, 
mm. because there is that expectation. Yeah. Because we have put it out there for the longest. And like I always tell uh, the groups that I teach, I say, you're being watched. Mm. I said, yeah. once you have that tag on your back as a child of God, as a Christian, I mm. said, somebody's watching you. And I said, and, 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 and lead, this is, this is our responsibility though. Okay. You know, the church is the one that's supposed to show the world how life is supposed to be lived. So, you know, so we have to, we have a mandate. We okay. have a responsibility as the church, as believers to right. live a certain level of life. Right. The one that God has required to the world. Yeah. Because that's what we are called to from, from the time that God chose Israel. What happened? Right. He said, you're going to be my example to the rest of these folk out there. Yeah. Yeah. What it would be like if you live this way. Watch how you will be blessed by God if you live this way through Israel. Right. You know? Yeah. And then what? When we come to the New Testament. It was what they saw mm -hmm. that made many of them, and the message yeah. that made many of them come and receive Christ. You know, so there's this mandate. We have it, you know. Uh, there's no, you can't get away from it. There's, it's there. If you're going to call yourself a Christian. Mm -hmm. Right. The Bible says those that name the name of the Lord okay. must depart from iniquity. Right. You can't be a Christian and you keep going out there doing the same things you did when you were out there. Right. There's a difference. There's a higher standard of living that we do have. And a lot of people know you're supposed to be doing it. And they come and they call you out on it. It's like it's like they know what you're supposed to be doing. Right. But we've got to know um, that word church, ecclesia or the called out ones. So there should be a difference. There should what do, be. What do we call out from, Lee? What do we call out from? That's good. Yeah, from the world. From we'll call out from living that you know. If, if if what we were doing was good, right? God right. wouldn't have called us out from it. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. So if we had yeah. called out ones, then we got to come out and, and what? Stay out. Correct. Correct. And stay out. You know. Yeah. This is the only way that people are going to see the difference. Now, right. the point is, they see it. Some don't like it. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. What? Speak on it, Pastor Tommy. <laughs> some, some, some don't like it. Not because that that's calling them in the check. This is where you get them saying, well, you think you're better than me. Uh -huh. You know? Right. You know? Yeah. They, 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 they get offended. But the Bible says men love darkness rather than light. Right. Because of their deeds. deeds. Yeah. Now their deeds are being checked. Right. And, and and the thing is, Lee, if it was all good, it wouldn't bother them. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So so when we we begin to walk and live the life that God has called us to live, it puts the world on notice. Yeah. That this is what God is required. And, the, you know, you mentioned it earlier, the devil, he's working hard. Yeah. He's working hard to say, okay, well, y'all ain't got to do that, you know. Mm 
Mm -hmm. and, 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 and there are many that rebel against it. All through the Old Testament, you know, yeah. we find that what? Israel was out there and the world was still doing their thing. Right. You know, they yeah. were still doing their thing. But yeah. God had a plan. And see, that's what I love about our God, Lee. Okay. That's what I love about him. Amen. God <laughs> said, y'all ain't going to stop what I want to do. Exactly. Exactly. He maintains, I, even throughout scripture, I always see how God maintains a presence. He maintains a remnant and a people that will follow him. Uh, and we are called to be that people and to Christian, hey, believer, you are, uh, I'm about to preach. Uh, Pastor Tommy, you preach, got me all man. Go on, preach, man. <laughs> you got me all excited. Uh, we are called to be different. God said, be ye holy as I am, for I am holy. There should be that separation. And you said it. You say a lot of times, because we're called out to be different, the world may not like you. They That's may it. not like it because, again, when we're the light, it exposes sin. It exposes things that are not like Christ. And we have to deal with that. That's and, it, Lee. I, you know, in the class that I was teaching, you know, I told him, I said, you might as well get ready. I said, if you're going to live this life, you know, be willing to know that they're not going to like you. Mm. I said, because, you know, when they're doing things on the job, you know, they can't, you know, they're not supposed to be doing, Okay. you know, and you're, you're not doing them with them, you know, they're right. going to be offended by you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and it makes, it makes a big difference, man. You see how they fought to get prayer out. You know, they, they, they could let you curse, you know, and swell right. on the job and, and do mm. all that. The bosses can curse and they can do all of those things, but you can't pray. Right. You know, you, you can't, you can't call the group together to pray. Wow. You know, yeah. What is prayer going to do? Mm -hmm. Prayer going to make you better. Cursing, mm -hmm. man, that, that starts fights. You know, those right. are arguments. Right. You know, right. Right. That doesn't that doesn't build a good culture. Not at all. <laughs> it doesn't build culture. Uh -huh. you know? But uh -huh. that's allowed, and prayer is not allowed. Wow. So we 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 see the differences that come in, you know, as far as us and the world. There is a difference, and and the enemy is fighting hard to keep that difference out of the world so that you know. He can get them where he wants them to be because he don't want to go to hell by himself. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know. Yeah. So we we have a responsibility, uh, Lee, as the body of Christ. You know, to live this example, and and the Bible, you know, Bible teaches us it comes through training, man. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, mm -hmm. that's with anything else. It's amazing how. Uh, the world is into training like never before. And and uh, the church has to be the same way. It started with the church in the first place. Right. You know, um, God began to instruct, train up your children mm -hmm. in the way that they should go. Yeah. That when they get old, they will not depart from it. And, 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 and you know, we have to look at the difference now. Uh, who's training our children, brother? We we got we got Google and Alexis and right. uh, all of these other things training right. our children. You know, you know and 
Oh, I, I was Go just going to say the, um, you know, <clears throat> that's a very important element that um, is also a part of the church, you know, preparing that next generation or allowing, I, I think the church is so impactful because it does a couple of things. Remember we talked, I talked about how there's multiple people in the family, right? So that young believer can see an older believer, but also like in, I think it's Timothy or Titus, how the older women are supposed to train the younger women and the right. older men are to train the younger ones. And how how do they find each other? How does that old saint, you know, me me and you have an interesting relationship because you know you you may be just a couple years older than me, just just one or two. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> um, but it's in the context of we met at church, and is as an older statesman, a a mighty man. Uh, teaching me various things, right? And that's, that's I think, another aspect of the training the younger generation and training the children that, that happens within the church community, for sure. Yeah, it, it's important. Um, when I was pastoring uh, my own church, Lee, I, you, know, what, you know, going back to training up a child, you know, we began to uh, realize I used to watch as I would minister and pastor uh, the conduct of children in the church while the service was going on. Okay. And you watched and, and you, you saw, you know, if there were kids that were uh, disobedient, they were noisy, they'll do this and they'll do that. And you find the parents, they're, they're, they're snatching them out or they're hitting them or doing something, you know, to correct them in church. Okay. You know, I, I would stop and, and, and uh, sometimes say, listen, parents, I said, you know, if they were trained before they got here, you know, uh -oh. uh, there wouldn't be those issues. Uh -oh. I said, but they're only doing what you allow. Mm. And you got to think about that, Lee. You know, if you have trained them to act a certain way and conduct themselves in a certain way in, in certain environments, yeah, then when you get into that environment, they right. know how to conduct themselves. But what does that come by, Lee? That right. comes by training them at home. If they're not yeah. listening to you at home, come on. they're not going to listen to you anywhere else. Right. So that, you know, and I began to teach, you know, I said all of this starts at home, even down to, you know, school. You know, okay. I began to let them know even with school. I said, there's a responsibility that you have to guide your children in education. You know, yeah. what they're receiving. If it's contrary to the conduct that a Christian should have, you should know about it and you should make corrections for it. You know, right. so that when your child gets there, your child should know that there are certain things that can't happen. I can't do this. You okay. know, they may see other kids doing that. Okay. But. I can't do that because I've been trained this is wrong, you right. know, and right. I had this one thing um, in my office because when I was passing, I used to see report cards. You know? Really? Every, every, yeah, every, every period, mm. that, you know, um, grading period, I would make an announcement. I say grading period coming up. I say, so parents have your kids bring their report cards to church. Wow. And, and um after after service, 
they would be lined up at my door, you know, <laughs> and uh, they would, you know, and they would come in with their report cards and I would sit them down. I said, okay, let's look at this report card. Okay. And then we would go down there and say, oh, what is this D down here for? Especially <laughs> in conduct. Okay. Oh, Pastor Tommy. I said, no, wait a minute. No. Right. Okay. I said this. We don't do this. Right. I say, you know better. I said, we're not, we, you as a child of God in the church of God, I said, we don't act like this. Well, he, he was talking to me. I say, well, you ain't got to talk back. Come on. You know? Right. So, you know, right. so then I would say, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to change this D? I say, I ain't actually going to make an A right away. I say, but this got to get to an A. Okay. You know? And mm. and so they, they said, well, I got to stop talking. I said, that's right. I said, we got to work on this. You got to stop talking. You got to listen to the teacher. Okay. You know, you got to yeah. pay attention. You got to work on your grades. Mm. You got to get it up from a D. If you get it to a C, I said, be satisfied. But we're going to work it back up to an A. And I had this big old jar of candy, Lee, okay. that was in there. And you can see him glancing over at the candy. You know, I <laughs> said, so, now, I said, we got an agreement. I go over there, reach over in the jar, and right. get you a couple pieces of candy. Okay. But Lee, believe it or not, man, it worked. Mm. Uh, next thing I know, man, you know, we, we get letters from the teachers, you know, wow. how they changed their conduct, how their grades were coming up, you know, because we took the time. And then I dealt with the parent. I said, listen, you need to stay up on your child, mm. find out what your child is receiving, what your child is doing, right? you know? And I said, it, it starts in the home. Yeah. And we, we were getting letters, man, from those teachers, how those kids were changing and the grades were coming up. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we took the time. We took the time to educate the parent, number one. Right. Starting in the home, you know, to make a difference, man. So, right. you know, this is something that this is something that really on my heart, you know, as far as that 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 parental training, man. You know, you you bring up a good point, and I want to get your perspective on it, because I mean, so we talked about kind of how important is the how important it is for the church in the life of the believer, right? But um, what do you feel is the church's um, role or responsibility in the context of society? or the community, right? You talked about how impacting the children um, affected how they were at school. You know, what other areas or impact in the community do you feel the church? It's, church it's, it's, it's every aspect, Lee. Huh. Every aspect of life uh, we are to affect. Like I said before, we are the ones to set the example. Okay. You know, in, in, in the workplace, the ethics are really supposed to be Christian ethics, mm. you know, okay. and, and the only way that that is going to be seen, you know, is through how we live our lives. Right. You know, um, I, you know, I had many people when I was working on the jobs come to church hmm. because okay. they saw they saw the difference. OK, they saw the difference. Right. You know, if it wasn't something they 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 uh, didn't want, then they wouldn't come. But they there was something that they saw. Mm. Right. 
in my life that that brought them to say, well, hey, you know, there's something he got that I want to find out how he got it. Okay. You know, that right. would lead them to church. And that's why we are there. We're supposed to be infectious, not coronas. Not coronas. <laughs> right, 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 right. We're the ones that's supposed to be infecting society, you know, with the yeah. life of Christ, you mm -hmm. know, the, the Christian life, you know, the yeah. morals that, that we live as a Christian body. We're the ones that are supposed to be affecting this society. Yeah. And and the only way that we can do that is to live it before men. Okay. You yeah. know, and yeah. the, and the more and, and the beautiful thing I like about it, uh lead those that are really living the life, there is an anointing that comes with that life. Mm. That 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 really can enforce the things that you do and what you say. You know, and so, you know, uh we have to be out there in the workplace, you know, on the football field, you know, past when they take their kids to all of these, uh, you know, uh, kid games instead out there hollering, fussing at the ref. You know, we need to set a different example. Okay. Right. You know, right. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. this is what, this is what we do. Right. You know, we're, we're the ones that bring about the change. What the Bible call us salt and, yeah. and light. And light. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's on us, man. It's on us to make a difference. You know, uh, I used to tell people, uh, I can only share my own examples, man. You know, how I went to a park where they didn't even care about the park. I think I told you about it. Okay. Um, yeah. And and when I went out, you know, and, and turned the park around, mm. you know, because they saw a difference. Right. They saw a difference, and right. to see, to say, you know, it worked. It didn't work just for that park. It worked at every park I went to. Wow, turned it around, right? Because they saw a difference. It worked in the high school mm. that we were in because okay. they saw a difference. So, Lee, you can't tell me personally <laughs> that it don't work because when I was there, it worked. The okay. God in God's people. Mm -hmm. will stand up he will show up and show out if he we give him the opportunity right well you know right. we, we have to give him the opportunity to do that by being in the place where he can do it amen so we can make the difference there ain't no question about it i believe it and and i think the um you know with that approach with that mentality that we are salt and we are light, um, impacting communities and, and parks and schools and neighborhoods, it gives relevancy to the church, right? I think a lot of people, um, I, you know, it was Martin Luther King Day a, a couple of days ago, and we saw how important the church was, oh, how relevant the church was in various times in history. And I think um, part of the disassociation with people is perhaps they don't feel like the church is as relevant anymore. The church, the body of Christ is as relevant anymore. But I think with the approach that you're talking about, allowing God's spirit and God's uh, morals and character and just being that light allows us to really be relevant. It does. It does. And, and like I said before, 
It's not like, you know, um, people are just going to automatically say, okay, man, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, it's just like all through history, man, they kicked against it. You know, society just didn't jump up and receive change, you know, especially mm-hmm. on the Christian side. They right. fought against it, yeah. you know, but then that's where, you know, wow, see, that's why I love God, man, because, you know, God gave us this promise. Uh, he said, upon this rock, I'll Come on. build my church right. and the very gates of hell will not win. Right. Yeah, it didn't mean it wouldn't come against Lee, uh-huh. but they will not win. And, and, and here's, here's the thing, brother. Yeah, Jesus told his disciples before he sent them out. He mm-hmm. said, if they didn't love me, mm-hmm. they're not going to love you. Right. But that didn't stop him from sending them out. He said, go ye. Mm. He said, I'm sending you in there. They ain't yeah. going to like you. Right. They don't want to hear from you. Okay. I'm sending you. <laughs> I'm sending right. you. Yeah. And when he said them, he said, I'm not going to leave you powerless, man. That's he good. said, I'm going to give you the power and the authority yeah. to send the message out. Right. And to bring about change. And, and, Ooh, and when he did, they went out in the power of the spirit of God. What happened? Change yep. came. Yeah. Change came. Yeah. So the. God's church. Let me say God's church now. Come on. I don't know about the other churches, but <laughs> God's church right. is going to prevail. Yeah. They're going to win. That's good. We're going to have to fight. We're right. going to have to not be liked, mm-hmm. but we're going to win, brother. That's good. Amen. Man, man I, boy, I'm telling you, every time we talk, Pastor Tom, I just enjoy talking to you, my brother. My my heart gets stirred. Um, What's the... What's the um, they were on Emmaus and they were like, did not our hearts burn when they were talking to Jesus? I'll I, I be talking to Pastor Tom and my heart be burning. I, I'm about to go do something in my community and, and <laughs> encourage other brothers. Come on. <laughs> Amen. 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 Yes. That's the encouraging thing, Lee. You know, God said, I will not let my church fail. That's and you, you know, you know what it is, man. When we, we in that class on the third attributes of God. Yeah, man. One thing about God, whatever He has decreed, come on, it's got to happen. There's nothing, nobody, nowhere, nothing will <laughs> change the decree of God. Right. And the thing is, God said, "I'm going to have a people," and mm-hmm. brother, you could best believe He' gonna have a people. That's right. This world don't know what they're missing, man. Come on, they don't on. know at all what they're missing. Right. Amen. Well, my brother, man, the time I cannot believe how how quickly this this hour almost has has passed, man. Yes, you yes you can because we we said we talked for a couple of minutes and it turned out to be two hours. Right, right, right. So it's it's just a normal talk for us, brother. You know, God God just continues to pour in and pour out. You know, with with us encouraging one each other in the things of God, and I appreciate you, man of God, because you know you have this habit of stirring in me things that are <laughs> then, then all of a sudden start bubbling up, man. You know, and I appreciate you for for everything that you do for me, Lee, too, as well, my brother. Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. Well, again, this is uh, Pastor Tommy Smith. Uh, he's a pastor, one of the pastors at uh, Love First Christian Center, a mighty man of God. Um, thank you, sir, for helping us see the, the importance and the relevance of church, but also um, and also the importance of connecting and getting that encouragement and hope um, from another brother. So thank you again, sir. And um, this hopefully this isn't the last time you're on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have another topic that we can talk about with the with the uh, amazing uh, Pastor Tommy. God all bless right. you, man. And everybody be blessed. That's all I can say. Amen. 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 Was it? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. The the church has a real call and a real mandate, like Pastor Tommy said, for this time and this hour. So, thank you for listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. Hopefully, you've been encouraged. And just to recap quickly, um, we need to be gathering together. The church is to have an impact on society. And when you go to a church and perhaps um, you may be disillusioned, understand that everyone there is a work in progress, right? You're not perfect and neither are everyone that's in any church or ministry that you're a part of, but realize that God is working in you to conform you to you and all the other believers into the image of himself. So be patient and trust God to do what he's going to do. Well, that is all I have for this week's episode. Thank you to the guest. Um, thank you to the guests. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, I told you, I told you, I told you, you don't want to miss these conversations that we have with the guests that we come on. And that we have on. And we look forward to seeing you again. My name is Lee Fuller, and this is the Bible in Real Life podcast. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody.